millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to get stuck into another episode of Best 17s for 23. Had a bit of a hiatus last week. It's been a very, very busy week in the studio here. But I'm lucky enough to be joined once again by my 5'8", Matty the Waterboy. Welcome back, mate. Guru, feels a while since we've done this, so, so you're right. I think we did maybe one or two the first week we got back, but... Yeah, it feels like I haven't done this in a couple of weeks. It feels like ages, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's been been a lot going on, so apologies to everyone. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll knock through them by the time the season starts. Little Birdie told me you're in here with um, the Paddle Pop line, Timmy Williams, the other night getting stuck into me. Yes, yes. he uh, Timmy couldn't resist having a, having a jab at you, like p- possibly within the first 60 seconds of the <laughs> podcast. So um, I don't know if you've heard it, but, yeah, go, go have a listen. Ah, that's good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Um, Mate, uh, <laughs> we've got about six teams to go, and we've uh, we've sort of been putting this one off for a little bit, just because uh, it's I don't know, mate. I, I'm very I know you're worried about the St George Illawarra Dragons as well as am I. Uh, this squad, mate, it's tough to even put together a 17 for this team at the moment, isn't it? Well, the reason it's hard to get excited about them, like, is because the teams in the bottom eight last year pretty much all of them have either signed really well or they've at least been a lot of turnover. Like, I don't know if the Warriors, for example, um, won in their signings. Like, I think it's pretty even, but they lost Reese Walsh. Um, but there's been a lot of turnover, so there's something to, like, look forward to there. Like, there's some 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 freshness and something new. Whereas the Dragons haven't really signed anyone. They've signed little, but, mm. it, like, everyone around them seems to have so- signed and you know, are going in, I don't know if they're going to go up, but they're going in a new direction. So, of course, it's hard to get excited about a team that hasn't really signed anyone and didn't really do a lot last year. They, I think they did well last year, but I don't think they'll go as well this year. Um, they're going to need Benny Hunt to do the same thing he did last year, which is a big ask. Big ask yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's not like, I'm not, we're not even like sitting here sledging the Dragons. It's just hard to get excited about a team with, with no turnover when everyone else kind of has. And at the same time, mate, I felt the exact same. Like I feel the exact same way about them for the last three or four years. Yeah. And then I watch them play footy, and I go, "Oh, 
I was exactly right. They look awful. But then every week you go and look at the ladder and they never last. Yeah. There's always a handful of teams below them and I have no idea how that consistently happens. I mean, you think about last year, about how boring their football was. Like whenever they were on a Sunday afternoon, fuck, it was a tough gig to watch. Sun- Sundays, Sundays are tough last like year. You, you're watching an entire set just waiting, when's Ben Hunt going to get the ball? Yeah. Something might happen then. Then you go look at the ladder, there's six teams below them. Mm. And you just think, how the fuck did that possibly happen? They were two wins out of the top eight. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, like, and, so, and every so often, they'll just pull a fucking game out of that hat. Their, their best game last year was probably when they pounded South, to be honest. It was um, definitely their best game. Yep. Yeah. So they're a weird one, the Dragons. I actually thought they'd go all right last year. Like, they, mm. I, I had them look at, like knocking on the door of the eight. Yeah, we um, had them as that smoky yeah. eight, nine, seven sort of mark. Yeah, yeah but I, I think for, for reasons explained earlier, um, they're probably bottom four for me this year. Yeah, for sure. And I remember when we said that last year, people went, you're fucking mad. You're mm. kidding. How could you possibly have them there? And then I started watching them and went, yeah, how did I possibly have them there? They finished 10th. Yeah. They weren't far off that mark, realistically. They were give or take one. Like, yeah, you have a look at a team like, like the Rabbitohs that finished in seventh. They won two more games than them. Isn't that wild? Isn't that just wild? Like, it, you just, it just doesn't seem like that's how it, it played out. It just makes no sense whatsoever. It's crazy. And you have a look at, you know, they scored... 140 less points than South. They conceded 100 more points than South, yet so close. I know Manly fell off a cliff, but they had three more wins than Manly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, like, granted, Manly essentially checked out for the last... Yeah. And that's the thing. Manly, the last seven weeks was a shit fight. Canterbury, their first seven weeks was a shit fight. And as you said before, and I completely agree... All the teams below them have improved this season. Yep. The only, as you said, the Warriors. Yeah, the only other one is Manly, but they get Turbo back, so that'll be an improvement. Mm. Um, and Broncos, Raiders, Rabbitohs, Roosters. I would argue where they all are on the ladder, they underachieve. So the Dragons, I, I think they're in a very, very tough spot at the moment. If it wasn't for the Dolphins entering the competition, mate, I'd be shitting myself for the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And even, even still, like. The Dolphins are something new as well. It's like we don't, no one knows what's going to happen with the Dolphins. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's hard to see how they'll improve on like, like I think they very much overachieved last year. If they didn't overachieve, they I don't see how they can go any better. Which is wild when you think they overachieved, yet very rarely were they impressive in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like that that they felt like the Titans, the Tigers, a lot of the season. Um, and then add that in to start this season, uh, you know, wh- whether we agree or not, but Hook's lost his first choice fullback. Yep. He's lost his first choice 5'8", Bud Sullivan. There are rumours that he might uh, be there. Sorry, they, they've lost their first choice 5'8", in um, a moment. We're not sure what's happening there. Uh, Bud Sullivan's injured as well. So, you know, round one, they'll have the bye. Round two, it looks like, Matty, they'll start with their second choice fullback and their third choice 5'8". Like, they, they just can't afford to have any injuries and they've had injuries and dramas before the season started. And they're pretty much the only, like, except for the Broncos, they're pretty much the only team with dramas. And of course, the two dramas they've had are completely opposite of each other. Obviously, yeah. one, we won't get into one, but the other one's a very sad thing that happened to Cody yeah. Ramsey, which is, which is fucking awful. Um, but it's Which, just I, I, I yeah. thought he was outside of Ben Hunt. I thought he was the shining light. He of was great. I thought he, he was great. Yeah, and I I thought he was like pretty good. But then when they put him, he played a couple of games at fullback. He mm. was he was awesome last year. So and like, I thought it was a huge mistake to play him at fullback. Yeah, I, me too. I just couldn't understand it at all. But he did really well. He was great. He was great. And then he copped a really bad injury, didn't he, last year? Yeah. 
Some, like, didn't he not get his teeth knocked out? Or something like that, Some yeah. fucked. So, fuck, man, he's had some bad luck. So, yeah, it's just another obstacle that they have to, have to go against. And not only that, like, Hook's probably... He's one one of the, if not the coach, that's probably on the chopping block the most stuff, the under the most pressure for sure. So it's just for all the wrong reasons, the Dragons yeah, are making headlines this preseason. I think it's fair to say he is the one on the chopping block. I feel I feel I like mean, yeah. when Ben Hunt re-signed, like there was a quote the next day saying that, you know, he knows that they've got six to eight weeks to show what they can do for Hook. Yeah. And Hook's now turning to all these guys that last year he essentially said, I've got no confidence in you. I don't believe in you. Mm. He's relying on them now to come out, you know. And I, you know, whether you want to read into it as a big deal or not, we had obviously their award ceremony at the end of last year. You had three out of us, you know, a group of 30 show up. Yeah. Didn't have a heap at the World Cup. Like it's. They got their Mad Monday pulled as well. Like just even just little shit. A lot of worrying signs uh, with the St. George Laura Dragons. So, mate, I, I really do hope that I'm completely wrong and they come out and absolutely brain it, but I'm very, very nervous. Um, we'll, we'll get stuck into their side now. And uh, look, the back line's all right. I think they can compete in the NRL with the back line they've got. I actually like a number of guys in their back line. It's their forward pack, which we'll get to very soon, that is very, very light. It's very cookie cutter. Every single player is pretty much the same as the next guy that's going to come in. Uh, hooker's a problem as well. We'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, so a heap to get stuck into, but we'll start with the backs. And at fullback, uh, Tyrell Sloan started the season there last year. I believe he played the first two games, then he got shafted to the wing, and then he was out of the side back to reserve grade um i remember the game the last game of 2021 maddie they absolutely torched the north queensland cowboys it was a moan it was sloan it was bud sullivan going fuck the future of these guys is massive um it took a matter of weeks for hook to decide that tyrell sloan isn't the guy now he's turning to him uh to play a critical role in this side and they need to perform early I'm Matty, I'm really questioning the confidence of Tyrell Sloan at the moment. Yeah, so I guess if we're talking this time last year, he was basically for, for, in everyone's eyes, I was he was locked into that fullback spot. But then all that all that stuff happened, like where they dropped him rightly or wrongly. Um and then obviously he had that uh, you know, that he came back and I didn't I'd, I think it was him that didn't have the greatest game on mm. Magic Round and then so it's it's been a bit yeah, like it, it, there's not much, there wouldn't be much confidence. Like for a young player, like you either back him or you don't back him. Yep. And it just, I obviously we don't know what's going on. Like we're just talking from the outside. But if you're looking in from the outside, it, it, it seems like there wasn't like a definitive role for him. Like, like it, I, I don't know, it was all very confusing. Whether or not you thought he should have been dropped or not because there was things in his game that, um, you know, a few experts were saying he needed to work on that. That's yep. completely fair Which enough. Which was fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just hard to see like where he fits in this. Like, obviously, he's the fullback, but not like a literal position, just like where he fits into this team if maybe he doesn't have the confidence of the coach. Maybe that's changed in this preseason. Who knows? Maybe uh, it has. And I mean, I mean, if it has, that'd be a very, very quick turnaround. And I don't know, mate, if I'm Tyrell Sloan, I reckon there's still got to be a couple of. You know, like I'm sure he would have had full confidence in him in last year's preseason. I'm sure he would have been building an up, a bit, building his confidence up. And then round two, the rug just got pulled from under. I just, I don't know. I, I'm so worried about this side and Tyrell Sloan. The one thing, the one positive, mate, Tyrell Sloan, uh, he was named in the Indigenous All-Stars side. Yeah. 
if he can go there and have a really good game, hopefully that can be a bit of a turning point for confidence and whatnot. Yeah. Because it wasn't that long ago that, you know, the reports were coming out that he was trying to get out of the club, whether they're true or not. I don't know, but tell me they don't make sense for him wanting to get out of that club. Well, if if he was in and out of first grade last year, well, actually not even in and out, like he was out and then he stayed out and then through necessity got brought back in. Um it's hard to imagine, like, I don't see a reason why those rumours wouldn't have been true. And obviously, did he, he's changed his mind or something, or whatever, whatever happened, happened. But there was a lot of talk at the time, and everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, kind of understandable. And again, I'm not taking Sloan's side here. Like, yep. he might have been rightfully dropped, and maybe he's just got to be a bit more patient, which is something Denon talks about all the time. Like, you just got to be patient. Like, he's a young kid. I think he's only 20 or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those that definitely wouldn't have shocked me. Which brings me to my next point, the other thing that worries me. You know, he's 20 years old. I guess you would call him a fringe first grader at the moment. And when you go through this squad of 30, there's a lot of fucking fringe first graders in this squad. And, Matty, like, if we were to put ourselves in their shoes, if I'm a fringe first grader at the Dragons and there's an end-of-season function, I'm making sure I'm there. If I'm a fringe verge grader, I'm getting there. And that that's the other big red flag that so many of these guys are at points in their careers where they're trying to earn spots in a first grade side. And something like that, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, mate, but that says a lot to me. See, if that all happened and it all happened and no one said anything, I reckon we would have forgotten about it the next day. Like, oh, fucking, who knows what really happened, sort of blah, blah, blah. But Ben Hunt said it was disappointing on the news. 100%. And, 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 that's, and that's the bit where you're like, well, maybe they didn't rock up out of, I don't know, like maybe whether they all took a stand or whether they just all individually like, oh, nah, for, for whatever personal reason didn't go. And look, it. I think the Dragons put, in a, put out a statement, like people, some people were overseas, people were below this, this and there were probably legitimate reasons everywhere. But if you're just looking at it in one big thing, if three out of 30 rock up, it's, it's not great, especially if the captain is saying, oh, it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's just so many red flags around that situation. <laughs> it's it, it's not even funny. And you know what? People might have been away, whatever. If 27 out of 30 blokes were away, granted, the Dragons, I think they had it in like October. It was about five or six weeks after their season. Which, which was so dumb. Like It is so dumb, 100%. Yeah. Yes. But I, I refuse to buy that 27 blokes were completely unavailable. If so... There's no way Ben Hunt would have come out and said that he was disappointed because guys were enjoying their off-season and that's, holidays. Yeah, and that's the only reason yeah. I would make that comment. Yeah, so a lot of red flags that I am worried about there. I wonder if, you know, potentially some of these guys have changed their mind about staying at the Dragons because maybe they don't think Hook's going to be there for much longer if things are going to change. There's so many different options floating around there. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But Tyrell Sloan... He's our fullback. Uh, wingers, Ravalawa, he picks himself on one side. I think he's such a damaging footballer, this guy. I don't think he's put his entire game together just yet. And I think in this side, it is hard to do. But he obviously picks himself. There was a time where, like, Ravalawa is a gun there. But there was a time when he started his career, I was like, ooh, a lot of, a lot of errors in his game. Like, there's a, there's a lot to, like, pick out here. But he's really, really improved into such he's a good winger. He's one guy that defensively his improvement has really flown under the radar his first few years he used oh mate anytime try score the winger on Ravalawa thanks for coming mm. every single time uh, but he, he has improved mate he's improved a lot over the last few years the other winger who we think will be uh, Fangai I love this guy mate yeah. I 
My advice to him would be to potentially look for another club because I'm not sure if he's going to reach his the peak of his potential at the Dragons. He's obviously got his twin brother there as well, who's very talented. But, um, you know, we talk about on Bloke in a Bar with Timmy and Kempi all the time. Every time this guy gets the ball, there's just something special about him, isn't there? He is so good. And he does fucking all the tough shit as well. Yeah. Like gets gets all his meters up. He's always fucking breaking tackles left, right, and center. Um, and he's still a young kid, so, so he, young. he he went through all the all the New South Wales pathways teams. Like he's been coached by everyone in that system. So um, yeah, he's a freak. And I mean, the Dragons have a lot to pick out, a lot of talent to pick out from with you know all those yeah. areas. And I think the theme of this, especially in the especially like you know like Lomax as well, who we will talk about soon. Like they've got some fucking absolute throbbers in the team. Um, but yeah, probably, probably just there's a few too many holes in other places. Yeah, and, and I think that's the other frustrating thing that you can see the shell of a good footy side here. Mm. It's just that every player is just missing a little bit of something, or they're a little bit inconsistent. They're just they're just a step short, just about every single player in some way, and that's what worries me. You know, you, we we get to the two centers, Lomax and Sully. Like, I, I I don't think I'm being hyperbolic as a center combination. It's one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, it's on top. their day. Could easily be top three. I, I haven't thought of the others. Top three, top like it's de- it's right up there. Like yeah. Lomax, Freddie used to call him the gifted one. Like he's a he. I love Lomax. I love Lomax. I like, I, like, I know like people tell him like put the flick away, blah blah. But he'll fucking he's learning all that shit as he'll he sort goes. It out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I love Zach Lomax. And then on the other side, you got pretty much the, the opposite player of him, Moses Suli, who's been killing it for a few years now as well so man there's and, and like once again credit to st george if you said to me you know 12 months ago when moses Sully was going there he's a guy that has been inconsistent throughout his career he's had a lot of troubles i think this is his fourth or fifth club and me sitting there last year going geez do the dragons really think they're the guy to get the best out of this guy i think they did get the best out of him he was tremendous last year he was fantastic yeah so good so, so like i look at Sully, i look at Ramsey, I think, fuck, they got the best out of Ben Hunt. They got the best out of these guys. They were fantastic. But once again, just as a team, they just can't put it all together. Yeah, Lomax, that's mate. a positive. Like, yep. if, if they can get the best out of Sloan, because we've seen glimpses of, of how good he can be, if he can have a good year, a solid year, then that's a fucking great backline. 100% it is. Yep. If you can get him just 70% of his best, it's a great backline. Yeah. It's unreal. Um Lomax, mate, you obviously, uh, you were working at New South Wales Rugby League when he came through yep. juniors and everything like that. Uh, I know from a very young age, Lomax was touted as, you know, has to be a New South Wales player in the future. Yep. Um, obviously, the centre position when it comes to rep football, it's very tough now, especially for the New South Wales Blues. I mean, we don't even look at centres. Yeah, it's thinking. tough to be an actual centre. We essentially look at full, who's the best fullbacks and 5'8s that we need to get in the team. Um, like if I had to name four centres in front of him, I would name Turbo, Luttrell, Burton, Whiten. None of them are fucking centers. Mm. Uh, Lomax, gun to head, will he play Origin at some point, do you reckon? I think yes. Mm. I think I think he definitely will. Um, and obviously all his skill, all his blah, blah, blah. Like he's got everything to, to make it. But I just think it's everything shifts so quickly. Yep. So if, you, if, you, if I remember we were talking about the centers when Luttrell got injured against the Dragons last year and we're like, all right, who's going to be the center? And we also we started talking about um, Tony Staggs, Crichton, um, Lomax, and a few others. By the end of the year, Campbell Graham was an afterthought at that time. By the end of the year, Campbell Graham was playing for Australia. So 
it can all change very quickly and and we all know like i'm not gonna i'm not saying like i know personally because i saw him in the juniors but like we all know what zach lomax can mm. do and if he improves even the slightest bit he'll be he'll be well in contention but yeah i think he's he's got origin he was he's been in the squad before like the i think the covid yeah. one 2020 um what do you reckon uh, mate honestly i'm nervous for him because you know those guys we just met and mentioned burton critter these guys aren't 28 they're 22 mm. like latrell's not old either he's 25 what is he 26 25 at the moment 25 like you'd have to think as long as you know if one of latrell turbo burton or critter if two of them are fit come origin time I question whether they won't always be in front of him. And that's if no one else pops up over the next couple of years. See that, that, so. Yeah, but that's as it stands. But like, as we know, especially with Freddie, like it'll, all it will take is a fucking solid six to eight week period. If you're the mm. best, he'll, you'll get picked. Like, think about it. Like, because Tony Staggs for the first month of the season last year was pretty bad. And then from round five onwards was probably the best center in the comp and then earned his origin spot. But think about the guys that had to be out for Katoni Staggs. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, true. Now you've got to throw Ke- – now Campbell Graham's ahead of him as well, as you said. So yeah. it, you're right. It all can change very quickly. I just think it's going to be very, very tough for him to get in from here now. But I hope he can. And, mate, that's that's also assuming that in the next three or four years another gun fullback doesn't pop up that we want to play there. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, I hope he does because he's got the ability. I want to see him put it all together. But – the longer we go, the more nervous I'm getting. Yep. Um, 5'8", uh, Amon, we don't know when he's going to play, might not play this year. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Bud Sullivan, it looked like he was finally going to get his opportunity to jump in the halves there. Uh, he's obviously been fucked around playing hooker, playing a bit of halfback in reserve grade. I don't think he's a hooker. I think he is a ball player. This would have been a great opportunity for him. He's done his hamstring. Um, I think you said before, Maddie, NRL.com saying he'll be back round one. It says like... So it says the expected like time of when they'll recover, and it just says preseason challenge. So I would, I think it's safe to assume, according to that, he'll be sweet for the season. But yeah. fuck, who knows? Well, the, the other advantage that Bud's got, huge disadvantage for the Dragons, but advantage for him is that they have got the round one bye. Yeah. Uh, so that does give him an extra week. So I'm hoping Bud Sullivan is fit. It uh, just makes it hard, obviously, with a hamstring. You are going to miss quite a bit of footy. Um, and, mate, if he's not fit for... The trials, uh, I mean, he does give someone else an opportunity. And yep. apparently that person might be Jack Bird. Yep. Um, I would not – I don't care. If I was any of those players in that team, no matter what position I am, I would not want to give Jack Bird an opportunity to play my position. Because yep. outside the outside of Ben Hunt, on my day, he's probably better than me. I agree. And he's definitely 100% my pick for 5'8". Yeah. It's like – Hundred percent, but I still I, I'm refusing to rule out Mozambique just because it's Hook. I'm not ruling it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah If it wasn't true. Hook, I wouldn't even have the conversation. But Hook, knowing that his job is on the line, wouldn't surprise me if he turns to his experienced guy Mozambique, who he loves. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably the quote unquote safe option. I don't know if you can call it that, but I mean, it's. I don't think Bird's got any downside anyway. Like he's. Neither do I. I, I just. I think it's a pretty fucking clear-cut selection. The only thing with Bird is that, and as I found out when I tried to find someone else to play in the back row, hard to fill his role. 
because oh, yeah. the forwards are very, very grim, which we'll get to in a second. But hopefully Bud Sullivan or you'll probably see Jack Bird potentially Mozambique at 5'8 to start round one. Benny Hunt picks himself in the seven coming off a career year last year. He was incredible in rep football. Uh, yeah, you know, went, I mean, on Dally M points, he didn't go that close to winning it, but he played well enough throughout the year to win a Dally M in most seasons, I think. Oh, yeah, he was... I know the points didn't reflect it, but the Dragons just didn't win enough games, probably. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I think he did as well as he possibly could have. So uh, they really need Ben Hunt to have another big year. We've said it on a number of occasions. I think everyone has. Let's get into the forward pack, mate. Yeah. Um, Blake Laurie, he re-signed the other day. Congratulations to Blake Laurie. He'll be in the front row with, uh, mate, a few options here. Yeah. I think I'd probably start with the experience of Aaron Woods. Yeah, me too. I think I'd keep the punch of, you know, your Molos, your Musgroves, these sort of guys. I think I'd keep them coming off the pine. Uh, Woods is obviously getting older and everything, but I think I would start with his experience. Nine, Andrew McCulloch, he retired at the end of last season. Bud Sullivan, it looks like he'll be in the halves now. So um, as much as I think they would have gone with Jacob Little anyway, I think this definitely locks him in. Yep. I'll say this about Little, Maddie, and um, I'd be surprised if you haven't had a little bit to do with him at New South Wales Rugby League, but him coming through... He looked like he was going to be the next big thing. A what? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was like, he is one of the best New South Wales Cup players I've ever seen. Yeah. There, I, I genuinely remember watching him going, he might be good enough to turn the Tigers around here. He yeah. might be that guy. And people will laugh at that and say it's ridiculous. But if you weren't watching him back then, you won't get it. He was unbelievable. And he has just been hit with so many injuries. It's not even funny. And, and for that reason... I still have so much faith in him. Yeah, I don't, like. I don't. I'm not saying he's going to be the guy to turn the dragons around, but I, I think he can have a year where everyone's like, "Oh fuck, this bloke's good." Yeah, I, I hope so. I really do. I, I worry that he's going from the Tigers to the Dragons. That's my big worry. That I just, I'd love to see Little in a good system, and he might not even be a nine. Maybe he's a, you know, career fourteen to come on and play a small stint, but. He's got a lot more to offer than what we've seen over the last few years. So I really hope he stays injury-free because, Matty, if he doesn't, they're kind of fucked. Yeah, oh, don't yeah. have another hooker. Well, no, they don't. You're looking at Mozambique, Bud Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, that'll be your options. And, so. you, and you just don't put Sullivan there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I'm done with it. Um, so, yeah, Jacob Little, we hope he has a very good season. He is incredibly talented. He's been so talented for so long. He just needs a good spell of injuries. Uh, the back row, mate, I think Jaden Sewer, former Origin player, I think he picks himself there. He's the automatic in the back row. Yeah. The other one, mate, I I wrote in um, for you, Mayano, and I thought, oh, I'll have a look through the rest of the squad to see who else is there. Billy Burns is in the squad. Kerr's played a little bit of back row, but I don't think he's a back rower realistically. Um, mate, Toro Fumano is pretty much the only option if Jack Bird is playing in the halves. I think Jack Bird will be in the back row eventually. But if Bird starts at 5'8", Tyrell's the only option there, I think. Yeah, Tyrell's shown enough. I know he's been fucked with injuries, which has been so so sad. Like, he's he was at South once upon a time. Um, yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. And he's always been, like, pretty highly touted. And whenever I've seen him play, he's been fantastic. Um so, yeah, hopefully he can stay injury-free. And, yeah, if he starts at, at back row, I, I back him to do a pretty good job. And that's where, mate, if Hook gets the very best out of Sloan, Little, Fumano, you got yourself a footy side all of a sudden. 100%. Fumano, yeah, Fumano's a gun. They're all – the problem is two injuries. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Like this team – the team itself is like all right, but like – 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, once we start going to the bench and then further down, it's like, oh. Yeah, it gets very questionable. Uh, Jack DeBellin, he picks himself in the 13. Uh, I think he's been their best forward over the last, you know, two years or whatever the hell it's been. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be there. Uh, a lot of talk, you know, Jack Bird playing the 13. I actually, for the way the Dragons play, I actually prefer Jack DeBellin in the 13. Yep. So I think he'll stay there as, you know, their, their best forward. They need him to stay on the park all year. Uh, the bench, 14. You would have to assume, depending on how other positions go, Moses and Bai, he's probably, when you consider the rest of the squad, he's probably the perfect guy for this role. Yeah, as it stands, 100%. I think that he is. he will always be in the 17 this year. Um, and it could be at one, it could be at nine, it could be at six or at 14. Uh, so I think Moses and Bai will always be there. Uh, Francis Molo is the next one, mate. I, I've actually been really impressed with him at the Dragons. I think he's, he's done really good. well. Yeah. Played Origin a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so it might have been 2020 group. or 2021. Yeah. yeah. yep. So, so I actually really like him. I think he's been a, a really good signing for them. And I like that, you know, as I said, I think you look at the rest of this side, uh, a lot of the front rowers are just the same dudes. The same guys. You bring on Molo, at least he's got a bit of an offload. Uh, he's, you know, got some of that explosive ability in him. So I like him. Musgrove, uh, another one, mate, that's come from South Sydney originally, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah, back he started in... Started at yeah, South Sydney. He's been, yeah, he's been to a, a couple of clubs since, but yeah. yeah. Um, you know, knows his way into a bit of, you know, trouble off the field, but... He is very talented. Once again, consistency is just the worry with Zane Musgrove. Yeah. He's got all the ability. He's got the size. He's got decent hands. He's got good footwork. Another guy that if they can get the best out of him, he will take them a lot further uh, than what people are anticipating. The last jersey, mate, jersey 17, I think you pick here, one of Josh Kerr, who uh, it's wild, mate. Sort of His career has been a bit strange. A late bloomer, went to the Origin Arena. I don't think he played. But he was in that squad. And from memory, I think Wayne Bennett gave him the Queensland Spirit Award or there was some yeah. award that he got for that 2020 camp just for the sort of personality he was in camp. I remember that All-Stars game as well where he, yeah, he brain scored a couple of tries or something. Like yeah. He killed it. And then they brought him back to the Dragons and they tried to turn him into an edge for a mm. few months there and that wasn't working. I think he's just a middle. You just got to let him go. Um, so he's an option. Ben murdoch Masilla, who they've signed from the New Zealand Warriors. Uh I was really high on Murdoch Masilla when he was coming back last year. I thought he was going to do really well. Played the first two games, had an injury, came back, had more injuries. He had niggling injuries the entire season. So I'm uh, I'm not overly excited about this signing, Matty, but I think that he's a guy that if he gets a good injury run, he could be half decent for them. Yeah, agreed. Be, yeah. yeah. And the last guy is Jaden Hunt, who I actually really like. He hasn't played much first grade yet. Once again, he's very similar to uh, your Blake Laurie, your Aaron Woods, these sort of guys, the way that he plays, very up and down. But uh, he's got a huge motor on it. He can get through a heap of work. He's one that I would really like to see get a few more minutes this year. Uh, Jaden Hunt, I think that he could be. Uh, he's, he's a bit like a younger version of like a um, Aaron Woods. Just gets through probably more work than what um, Woods are used to. But Hunt, he's one to keep an eye out too. 
mate, outside of that, I mean, you've got your Billy Burns, these sort of guys. There's a couple of young guys in the squad that I, I don't really know either. So there's the potential for a couple of guys there to jump out of the ground. But, uh, yeah, I'm nervous for this side, Matty. I'm very nervous. If you would you definitely tip that? Would you have them at the moment in your bottom four? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, like, coupled with, like, the obviously the team, but, like, coupled with just what's going on, like, they've lost their 5'8". They're about to lose. They've lost their fullback. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate. And they they just didn't need that to happen to them yeah. as a club. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, and again, all, uh, all of the other teams kind of improving around them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a worry. And I mean, the thing that I hate is that when a club's under pressure and they all know their coach is under pressure, it almost, I feel like it almost leans to having an excuse. Yeah. Fuck, you'd hope not. But, I hope yeah. not, but, I mean, the, these situations in rugby league where coaches need to prove themselves over six to eight weeks, very rarely does it end well. Mm. That's my worry with this side. But, yeah, I've got them uh, bottom four at the moment as well. Uh, guys, stay tuned. We're going to go through another best 17 over the next few days. We're going to have the Parramatta Eels. We're going to go through their side. Obviously, coming off the grand final appearance last year, losing to the Penrith Panthers, losing a couple of really key guys from that side they're going to have to replace. Uh, they have got good players coming in. There is no doubt about that. A couple of guys coming in that myself and Matty really like. Uh, so we'll get stuck into the Dragons over the next few days. Thanks for joining us once again, guys. If you are on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. If you've got any changes to this Dragons team, uh, that you'd like to suggest for us. I don't know what they'd be, but whatever they might be, let us know and uh, let us know. We're going to do Parramatta next and then we're looking for the next team we're going to do. So if that's your team, let us know. Leave it in the comments and we'll get stuck into that. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.